everybody. Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's episode me. 9? Ep- episode 9. The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. <laughs> Skywalker. Uh, it's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark, along with, uh, across the table from me. Travis Vote And Caddy Corner to me. Oh, it's about time. Matt Lynch. Matt Lynch, yeah. He says I'm to his left. Hi, guys. It is to my left, though, too. Definitely. <laughs> I mean... How do you how do you yeah. do, guys? Whatever Kevin wants. <laughs> yes. Kevin gets whatever he wants. It did, I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll. It did feel a little forced. We're trying to make that the catchphrase <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, we can do that then. Uh, yeah, make up make a T-shirt of whatever. Kevin no, whatever wants. you say. <laughs> oh, we'll make a T-shirt, Kevin. Whatever Kevin wants. <laughs> no, whatever I say, but and it's gonna say it says, whatever, whatever Kevin, Kevin wants. wants because uh, whatever yeah. Kevin wants. So what are we doing today? What I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? What here? do you want to do? I don't want to do this anymore. Well, never mind. Choose I'm three, just getting just yelled choose at. Three choose three random, movies at random. Okay. And then um, we'll do it. All right. Well, let's just... These are, well, I'll just pull them out of my head okay. here. Uh, let's see. Well, we'll do some maybe some sequels to a classic. Let's do uh, right. Psycho... Let's do Psycho two. 3. Let's do Psycho 3. Okay. Well, Psych- we might as well do Psycho 2 if we're going to do 3. All right. And then I guess we should do Psycho 4 because it's great. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Moonstruck, but... Oh, okay. Moonstruck what 2. What about Psycho 1? Uh, we'll talk about Psycho 1 a little. Psycho 1. Psycho 1. Yeah, Psycho we're going to talk about the psychos today. Uh, Psycho was being uh, one of the more influential thrillers of all time. Uh, so, you know, they made, and then they made three sequels in the 80s. and To very varying degrees 90s. of success. To varying degrees of success. And uh, we're going to discuss. So, yeah, we've got Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho 4. Psycho 2 1983 Psycho 2. 1983 Psycho 2. Uh, let's just uh, let's just dive into this, shall we? Well, or should we want to do we want to talk about Psycho a little no, I first? Think, I think we should talk about Psycho as we talk about the others. It'll keep coming up, so let's just just I'll, just one observation I wanted to make before before we get into this that maybe we'll, we can segue into some talk about Psycho is um, that you might you might be wondering why. These, they took so long to make sequels to the Psycho movies because, uh, yeah. like, Psycho came out in 1960. This is 83 that the first uh, Psycho sequel comes <laughs> hey, out. My in. answer was, now, why the fuck would you just not make a movie about Psycho? <laughs> don't do sequels. Yeah. Now, uh, if I'm uh, if I know my math, that's 23 years mm-hmm. after. That's a long time. Yeah. After to make a sequel, and of course, it's because you can't have a Psycho movie without Norman Bates, and that motherfucker gets caught at the end of the first one and had to do some time. Yeah. It's frankly incredible he got out at all. Yeah, because he killed so many people. I will say that Psycho Two actually makes a pretty good argument for him being really like they do a good job of it. Going like, yeah, they he got he got out of jail. Well, that's why it's the best one. Um, and it, it actually kind of in is informed and informs the the like more about the movie as the other two do not <laughs> do that as much. Uh, but Psycho Psycho is actually probably my favorite Hitchcock movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're just we planted the seed in my head now of them making a Psycho two in like 1970, but it takes place in 1985. Oh man, <laughs> like, that would have been awesome! What the future Psycho would have been? <laughs> oh man, that would have been something he's else. Flying a hover car. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine what a great fucking movie that would he's be? He's trying. No, he's trying. He's in, been in jail, so he's trying to put a hover car into. He's trying to dump a hover car into <laughs> but the it keeps swamp. Floating. <laughs> He can't. He, he can't, can't sink it. He can't do it. Oh goddamn! This future. Can you imagine this? Like if that if that movie existed, it would want to be would be one of the great what the fuck oddities of all 
time. Yeah, we well, just really thought there was going to be other. You know, guys I wasn't planning on slagging off on Hitchcock on this one, but Hitchcock, you really dropped the you fucking ball, up. you idiot. You fucked up. You fucking oh, you can't make Psycho. You can't make Psycho two that takes place in a futuristic Wonderland, but you make fucking frenzy. Make you fucking piece of shit. Family plot. Fucking Hitchcock. I got, a, I got a plot for you right here. I guess I am slagging off on Hitchcock. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> I have a petition here signed by 743 people against Norman Bates' release. Madam, please sit down. This matter is being represented by the district attorney. Norman was not convicted of murder. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Don't you realize they're going to release a homicidal okay, maniac? You sit down, Mrs. Loomis. It's all too obvious. Our courts protect the criminals, not their victims. Bates is judged, restored to sanity, and is ordered released forthwith. It's 22 years later, and Norman Bates is coming home. I own a motel. Yeah, plenty of time to slag off on Hitchcock. <laughs> anyway, Psycho 2. Uh, Psycho 2. Let's well, get into well, Psycho let's, 2. Let's, oh, we, let's I mean, get we all, into it. We, everybody, we're assuming everybody listening to this knows the plot of Psycho if you don't just fucking watch Psycho. It's, you, not, very, even it's if you not very long. Even if you don't think you know the plot of Psycho, you, you do. do. It's one of the most famous movies yeah. ever yeah. made. All of this stuff is built into the fabric of our yeah. fucking culture. Yeah. yeah. So it's anyway, huge. I'm just saying. You know, if you have, if you are listening to this and you for some reason have not watched Psycho, you, you should, should do you that. Should totally watch Psycho. It's I think it's great. It's pretty, <laughs> not your it's favorite pretty Hitchcock amazing. Movie? Yeah, yeah. I think I like it. The, I I just like how it's like dirt. It's dirty and cheap. And he shot it with like the crew from the Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah. I like how it just sort of like it seems like Hitchcock kind of probably didn't even like Psycho. Yeah, like he was kind of like I just made this because I had a weekend and fucking stupid people want to see oh no it's a huge hit okay but like you know I feel like he doesn't he, I, I mean, don't know it's ingeniously structured I mean imagine we, we're just, all used we're all it. used to knowing what happens yeah but imagine an audience walking into that theater and watching the first <laughs> half of that movie and then she gets fucking killed that's probably my favorite thing about watching Psycho is imagining what it was like to watch it the first time yeah. for, for so many reasons this must have been just jaw dropping to people. I, I love uh, it I was, love it Anthony been, Perkins in this he's movie, great. In that movie too. Yeah. He's so good. He's, they, they didn't make movies about these kinds of people. I mean, there were pe- movies where people killed each other, but not like cross dressing, like full on mentally well, I mean, deranged psychopaths. And certainly not like a movie made by Alfred Hitchcock. Like, like you know, like a like a big Hollywood movie. A lot of those movies were made like that, but they were like, you know they were B like movies, B movies, or drive in movies, or whatever. But yeah, like it's a fucking Hitchcock. Hitchcock movie. And then also, then this spawned a whole. Mm-hmm. The whole, you know, a whole other slew. But of also, his movies, movies had up until this point been relatively classier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, I would say, extremely. Sure. I'd say way classier, which is part of the reason I like this one is because it kind of feels like a tossed off, some tossed off like trash novel by yeah. this great artist who's like, oh, I'm gonna like if, well, Falk, I mean, if you read the like book, Falk, you read some Faulkner and you're like, okay, and then you go, oh, what's this? And Faulkner wrote Psycho, and you're like, whoa, shit, he wrote this. He's like, yeah, I don't know, I just had to get it out. <laughs> Have you ever read the book, The Robert Block? I haven't. It actually. is a tossed off piece of crap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But I but I love the sequel. The, so there's a novel of those. Psycho too. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Right. The movie's not an adaptation of that book. It's a competing thing, and it's fucking weird. It's got all this shit where like Norman uh, gets a job uh, at a movie studio, and they're making a movie about Norman Bates, and there's oh, a man, fashion designer who kills wow. people. It's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, it's like, very much like Scream Three, pulp but tra- Psycho. Pulp like <laughs> trash novels are like my That'd favorite. Been a good title. So. I, lo- I love that. I love that about this about Psycho is that it just feels like and it's it's like just it just comes in does some dirty 
shit and then is Leaves. like, see ya. It, well, not know. before explaining everything that happened. Well, I mean, you know, there's that one <laughs> awful scene in it that's like... A lot of people don't think that's awful. I do, but I mean... I, have, I haven't met many You know, when, the, when the, the psychiatrist shows up at the end of Psycho and he goes like, oh, look, here's what happened. It really just Having, sucks, having watched this movie in the last week, can I tell you what bothers me about that scene? Hmm. It's not the fact that he's telling he's telling everyone what the deal is. Because that's a, I think that's really understandable that at the, at the end of all this weirdness, you would want to have someone going like, well, okay, here's what I think going on. Well, also to us, for it seems audience. remedial. Yes. For audiences yeah. of the time, yeah, we're like, wait, I don't even know what's going on here. This yeah. is bleeding edge. <laughs> because, like, because everybody back then was really stupid. And this is were. again, this is again like, <laughs> uh, like uh, this is, it's it's, it's totally like uh, De Palma earlier, we talked about De Palma doing yeah, that yeah. scene in, in uh, Dress to Kill. Yeah. This is, that's him doing the, that's psych- him doing, that's that, him doing yeah. the psycho scene. Yeah. What bothers me about it is that he is delivering it as a monologue. Like it's his one man show. Yeah. And, and that's weird. Like if this guy, if they had an actor it could be the same actor or had someone else come out who was like rattled and looked yeah. ashen and was like here's what I've uh, figured no, out no it's about totally it. a Perry Mason like, like Morris the explainer scene you will yeah. so the mother is doing this and the people are going oh wow this guy is very this is a very good one man show it's, it's also like it's got it's a like little bit of the, uh... the streets of Brooklyn 1956 my father he's cooking in the kitchen like, it's got a little bit of the Agatha Christie thing too where they yeah. like they gather everybody in the one room right. and the guy explains the murder and you know the guy who turns out to be the murderer is like well yeah but what about the pen in the room the other the other day Yeah. well let me tell you about that pen the yeah. pen was actually left there by his mother yeah, 45 like years ago somehow I know that who knows <laughs> but it, t- it takes the air he's just being so casual and showy about it that, that it deflates the whole thing. Or not, it doesn't deflate the no, whole thing. No, it doesn't thing. deflate it at all. But it just feels a little very, extraneous. Yeah, it's it, extraneous it, Because then it cuts to a great... He, he it goes said, from that speech to like the Norm, end. Norman Bates like... and Because the guy comes in he's like, he said he's cold. I'm, Can I bring him a blanket? I'm not going to, I'm not going to even kill that oh, yeah. fly. And he smiles. And it's like... That's great. I, I mean, come on. That's yeah, like chilling awesome. and iconic. And then it's the shot of the car being pulled out of the swamp and the end. I mean, but it's just that one part, right? Because it's like fucking shit fucking goes nuts and then it's like here let me explain shit for five and minutes he could have said anyway it, he could have said that exactly as scripted and just said it differently and I think it would have been perfectly yeah. fine yeah, yeah well because uh, Forster does in the remake and it's actually better it's better yeah, in the Robert remake Forster it's one of the it. only good things in the remake yeah uh, Macy's good in the remake too yeah, do it, do it. His, his shitty like, hey pal, because it's Martin Balsam in the original doing like, all right, friend, let me tell you how it's gonna be. And then Macy doesn't really modulate his performance differently at all. No, it's he's great. just still like wearing the hat, going like, listen, let me let me tell you what's going on here, pal. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'll friend? tell you who does modulate their performance in a bad way. Uh, Julianne Moore. <laughs> she she sucks. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that for a few minutes. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so Psycho. Uh, Psycho come 2. Come on, Psycho classic. Two. Psycho's a classic. So Psycho 2, 20, what, 23, 23 years, years later. 20 years later. Um, what happened Just in Psycho 2? Just when you 2? thought it was safe to go to a motel. Well, Psycho 2 uh, starts off with uh, Norman Bates being released from... The mental hospital, the nut house, the yeah. booby hatch. He went to the nut house. Freak wharf. Yeah, yeah he the snake pit. Uh, <laughs> the snake pit. And uh, and like he's the protagonist. He's sort of the sympathetic hero of this movie because uh, and the, the, the movie has a lot of pathos for Norman. Yeah, and I think that they they all three of these movies kind of do, and we'll get to that when we get to four, where it like ends in such a way where you're like. Uh, this guy did kill a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, because this one—it's good to have sympathy this for one, people with mental illness. But for fuck's sake, this one treats him like he was a murderer, and people are mad at him. And you feel like that they're right 
to be upset about it. Like, uh, is it Vera Miles? Yeah, Vera um, Miles shows up. So she's she's in the courtroom. In the courtroom as the court is ordering Norman to be to be released. And she's like, this is fucked and up. And she's so she's replaying her character from the first movie. Yeah. She's Marion's sister. Yeah. Who is virulently opposed to uh to Norman with being released. Cause. Yeah, with good, good cause. Yeah, with good cause. Although she is a bit she's a bit like hammy in this movie. So she is yeah. a bit like where you're like the movie well, is a bit hammy. But it's also like you're like, well, you're a bit uh you're do- you're a she bit looks more like angry she looks than... like Reverend Lovejoy's wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like so angry in that first scene that you're kind of like, yeah, I see where you're coming from, and you're not wrong, but like, geez, maybe I think you're wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> you kind of seem like a bitch. <laughs> so anyway, they let him out, which is the you know, yeah, they let him out. Uh, he goes back to his motel or his house where yeah, he was that's from. That's, that's his house. I mean, it's still his. He owns it or whatever. Yep. Um, Escorted back there, like by the friendly sheriff. Uh, by his by his uh, psychiatrist, yeah, played by Robert Loggia. Robert yeah, part number t- appearance number two of Robert Loggia, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, hopefully right. not so, the last. It, well, I hope it's not the last. God, um, so Robert Loggia drives. Norman, you gotta stop killing people while dressed as a woman. Uh, Loggia is his friendly uh, his friendly psychiatrist who helped him a lot, and uh, he gets a job at a. Uh, Local diner. A local diner that's not too far from where he where his hotel and house is. His his iconic scary house above yeah. the hotel. Just and in color, I don't know, it's just up there. It's <laughs> it's great. They do I mean the, the director of this, Richard Franklin, was yeah. a huge uh sort of Hitch, a protege Hitchcock of Hitchcock acolyte. And he he's actually one of the reasons that Hitchcock kind of got like a resurgence here in the US because he was like instrumental in getting screenings at USC back when he was there and I think it was like Lucas and all those guys like were so that he was like instrumental in getting Hitchcock's stuff showing cuz people don't know but Hitchcock for a while wasn't like people didn't give a shit yeah, yeah. like the people didn't care about Hitchcock and he kind of disappeared and uh, but then like the, it's part Richard Franklin who directed Psycho 2 is kind of one of the guys who and got lots Hitchcock of other back into really the good genre films by the way yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Road Games which is essentially a remake of uh, Rear, Rear Window, Window in a car in a, in a truck yeah which is Road a great Games, movie Road Games is fucking amazing yeah, we'll, we'll do great. we'll do that another one also Link uh, yeah. which is about a killer orangutan with yeah. Elizabeth Shue and wow. Malcolm McDowell very good um, Patrick which I don't like it's but boring. is like sort of like a proto, proto very uh, version of like Carrie or something mm-hmm. about a psychic guy who's like he's in a paralyzed coma, in a coma or something. It's not very it's not very good. But but Richard Franklin he's a good he's he's no Brian De Palma like he's not like he's not as good as Brian De Palma but he's good at um he's as good as Curtis Hansen he's he's as good as Curtis Hansen yeah he's he was good at he was good at like uh at like aping Hitchcock he knew he, you know he knew what he liked so when you see the shot the iconic shots of Norman standing with the clouds behind the house and stuff. You're like, yeah, this guy loves Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> this guy loves Hitchcock. Uh, so Norman gets out. He's working at this diner. Um, there's a late, there's an old lady who br- is briefly in it that's like, oh, hello, I work here. And then you don't see her again until later in the movie. <laughs> and it's important that you, she's important later in the movie, but you don't see her again. And then also, uh, who is it? Meg Tilly? Meg yes. Tilly. Oh, Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly is a, wait- a waitress. I love at the, Meg Tilly. And yeah. she's, she's working at the diner with him, too. Um, so he's getting, he starts getting, like, he's like his first or second day there, he starts getting these notes passed to him that's, like, from his from his mother mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's, like, someone's trying to, and he's, like, he's he's just recently out of the insane asylum where he thought he was his mother, and he's, he's, he's finally le- put he's that. He's legit trying to make a go of it. He's, yeah, put he's the, trying he's, to get better. He's put this behind him. Like Norman Bates is the hero of Psycho Two. Yes, like he's you are you're with him it's the whole time. Not just that he's trying to put it behind it. Like he feels remorse for the things yes, that he did. Yes, absolutely. He has full on straight and narrow. You're like, and so that's so it's so 
yeah, so she's so then he's working at this diner and people are someone's fucking with him. Uh, some stuff happens and ends up Meg Tilly living at his house with him. <laughs> well, yeah, because she gets fired because uh, because uh, these you know because she she can't she shows up for work late and stuff. She gets fired from where she needs a place to stay. There's also the whole her thing boyfriend where leaves her or something. Her boyfriend ditches her. There's also the whole thing about the reporter. Yeah, or is that in the third one? That's in the third one. Oh Jesus! See, they uh, well, they all take place in the same location with most of the same characters. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like gonna be. Yeah, and you guys all you guys watched these like f- four years ago. I watched. No, them. I watched these I watched a few weeks yesterday. ago. Oh, I watched okay. them again yeah. a few weeks ago. But <laughs> I watched them six months ago. Uh, and, they like, definitely ran together to a little bit. Again. But there's also like Vera Miles is there and she's kind of harassing him too. Yeah, and she and you know again she's right up to a point. In and this there's movie. also this this uh, this new character, this older woman who works at the diner. Right, that's why well. I said she's she shows yeah. up in that first scene, and then you don't see her again until yeah. later in the movie, and she becomes an important character mm-hmm. <laughs> in the subsequent movies yeah. too. Um, so Meg Tilly ends up living with him. Uh, he's trying not to go crazy, but someone keeps calling his house. Um, it's he's, like he can't keep his demons at bay as much right. as he's trying. And uh, and meanwhile, like he's he's also upset because uh, uh, sleazy Dennis Franz making his fifth appearance <laughs> on this podcast or something, <laughs> right? McLean has uh, MVP Dennis Franz is, is, is uh, most valuable podcast is now running his hotel and he's running it as a sex hotel. Yeah. <laughs> And and uh, Norman Bates is not happy about it, and he fucking fires him at some yep. point. And uh, yeah. then Dennis Franz comes into the diner and starts yelling at him and uh, trying to get. What him are you, up. some kind of pervert? Trying to get him killer? Trying to get him riled up to try and kill him in front of everybody. See, he's a psycho. He should be locked up. So it's like there's a lot of people like out to get Norman, and you're kind of like are pretty quickly in the movie like on his side. Yeah, you're like not. You're like I don't. Stop being mean to Norman Bates, the He's guy trying. who murdered those people in the last movie, but that was 20 years ago. And so other people keep saying, that was 20 years ago. Like, people who are on his side go, like, that was a long time ago. It was 20 years ago he, that he killed somewhere between two and 100 people. <laughs> well, we they, don't really They know. say he killed seven people. Yeah. Seven? And we don't what? find out until God. the last movie, the That's, last sequel, who all those people were. Right. That's so many um, people in, in Psycho, he only kills two people. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Oh, and he had killed his mother. Right. Who ter- but was, then they're also but, like, I bet there's a whole bunch of other bodies in that swamp. Yeah. yeah and then according to the n- number in this is seven. So he'd killed seven people. Yeah. That's a um, royal boy. Yeah, right. but then later when you find out who some of those people were, it's like, eh, it's not a They were deal. jerks. They're all, they're all jerks. They, they were, were jerks. rude. Uh, so then uh, he keeps getting these phone calls and people going, I'm your mother, saying they're his mother, and he can't quite, he can't quite get it out of his head. And uh, it turns out... It turns out he's not still crazy. He, they're nope. just gaslighting him. Yep, it's, yeah. it's uh, Vera Epic Miles gaslight. and Vera Miles and Meg Tilly, who's who's her daughter. Who's her daughter? And Meg Tilly is is, resi- is getting more and more resistant to this. Well, because she like she, she actually know. likes Norman, and she kind of she kind of likes him, and she's and she also right rightly thinks that it's really fucked up what they're doing to him. <laughs> yeah. like she's like she's like, look, it was a long time ago that he did that. I wasn't even born. And well, it's also because you, like, and like this is fucked up because I kind of like this she's guy kind of now. in on the she's in on the plan. But then as she gets to know Norman, she realizes that Vera Miles is wrong. That Norman, for all intents and purposes, is mostly better. He's rehabilitated. He's rehabilitated, and so she's you know she doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, and then and then so it turns out that Vera Miles and Meg Dillier are gaslighting him, but also 
Also, there's someone else is also someone else killing, is people. killing people because there's a couple like a couple of teens sneak into the basement and uh, <laughs> like you do they're yeah. gonna smoke weed and fuck on a dirty mattress in the <laughs> that's just in the basement. Okay, in the, in, okay, guys, in, in the, the old, basement of the old Bates, the old Bates, house. Bates house. This is a very boring neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then like someone there's someone there and the girl gets out but the the guy gets uh, gets stabbed and she the girl didn't see she saw someone kill them and she she runs away and tells the cops and so of course they think maybe well, it's Norman's, Norman. Norman's up to his old tricks murdering people they just think that house. because he killed seven people <laughs> yeah right that's the only um, reason it's prejudice uh, again psycho 2 is Ableism. really is really well structured it's like it's like as close to it's like if you're going to do a sequel to psycho this is this is about as good a as you're going to get a sequel. Oh, oh yeah. Quentin Tarantino. That's the name of this episode. The sequels. Sequels. <laughs> Maybe so. Quentin Tarantino says it's better than Psycho. I I don't agree. Don't with Don't necessarily but. agree, but I will say that I like this one more than Psycho. Right. I don't agree, but that isn't that crazy a thing to say. No. Yeah. He said he it's says a, a lot a of decent movies. He says a lot of crazy things sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, but it, this has been coming up a lot lately. But it's, yeah, more well, proof that uh, your favorite filmmakers occasionally have just shocking jolts <laughs> of bad taste. This is not one of the cases. No, no, he, no. But he does do that. But uh, but uh, yeah. So all these so, so people start getting murdered. Uh, Dennis Franz uh, disappears. Mm-hmm. You know, last scene like yelling at Norman in the house, going like, "Ah, yeah, stupid piece of fucking shit." I'm it's, gonna it's fucking, ama- you know, fucking and he just kind of like that's hard to get rid of because he makes a lot of noise and he's hard to move around and then he and then he's and he's gone they haven't seen him there we what when did you last say well i fired him i don't know uh, he was you yelling know. about something he's, <laughs> he's yeah. calling me mclean <laughs> would stop calling me mclean <laughs> nobody knows who that is probably somebody else norman killed yeah. slime was just oozing out of his pores <laughs> norman and norman had been in prison for leaving so long. a stain wherever he was <laughs> norman had been in prison for so long he was like shirley mclean uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh right. anyway uh, not prison, nut house. Um, no, nut house, booby hatch. So he's, he's being gaslit um, by Meg Tilly and, and her mom, Vera Miles. Um, but, but they, but turns out Norman's real mother is no. the one who's killing everybody. Boy, yeah. the yeah. crazy strange old lady at the diner. Crazy yeah. strange old lady at the she diner. She gets the better of Vera Miles in a great kill where she jabs a butcher knife through her mouth and out the yep. back of her head. Oh, really and this is when door. Vera Miles is pulling the the Norma Bates costume yeah. that her and Meg Tilly have, have been using in the basement that they've been using to dress up like her because t- they were like up in the window. They're just they're not actually killing people. They're just trying to make Norman be crazy again and right. act crazy enough in public to get thrown back that in, he gets thrown back in the in yeah. the booby hatch. Yeah. Meanwhile, this other lady who is Norman Bates' allegedly real Norman's mom, real allegedly mom. his real mom, is k- killing people again to yeah. protect Norman Bates yeah. from getting put back in the house. It's, it's very it's misguided. Pretty, it's pretty bananas. Also, Norman Bates doesn't kill anybody no. until... Well, he doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't kill anybody until the, the end of the movie where... <laughs> the very end of the this, movie. This lady... What's the character's name? I can't remember. I don't... Anyway, she sits, him, she sits... It's Mordecai. <laughs> she sits him down in the kitchen... In the Bates house, and explains this whole backstory mm. about how, like, he gave, she gave very, up Norman, yeah, and all of weird this ending. stuff. When this is after, let's well, first of all, let's uh, there's some good kills here. Too. Yeah, there, the, there's some, yes, there's I can't some, stress that enough. The she gore gets Vera Miles. Dynamite. There's yeah. some good. There's some great kills in this. Uh, when the kid gets killed, it's pretty gory. Um, but when the when uh, Loja does the, the and he's re- he's repeating a lot the of Martin stuff. Martin Balsam thing. He's repeating sort of, the Martin, but he comes up. The, but it, in this case, it's Meg Tilly has put on the costume because she's. 
she had she was trying to convince Norman Norman that he wasn't crazy, but he she had to get through to him, so she dressed up as his mom, and she's actually not crazy. Meg right. Tilly, she's actually trying to help him, trying to help him, yeah. sincerely likes him in a very weird way. But she's so she's dressed up like his mom, and then she somehow uh, Robert Loja comes up the stairs, and she like ends up s- stabbing him. He like falls off of the. He's falling down the stairs and then falls off the balcony and then there's a great shot of the knife like him like falling uh-huh. on the banister and it goes and just sticks through his fucking They're gut. Lovingly crafted gorgeous. I was really back. happy with that. He gets down there and then uh, Norman sees that and goes, "Mother blood." And she's like, "I'm not your mother." And then she's got the knife and she's like, "I'm not your mother, Norman." And he's like, "We got to go down to the fruit cellar." And he like is backing her and she's yelling at him. And meanwhile, then the cops have shown up and the cops see her like waving this knife around. They're like, oh, they're "It's like, Norman." And they shoot and they shoot her. Yeah. And so so she just gets killed by the cops. <laughs> and then this lady shows up and is like, oh, "Hello, Norman. So I'm your real story. I'm your real mom." And what happened was that uh, I went crazy and I killed your real father or something. And I'm your mom. And then I gave her gave you to my sister who was you pretending to be your mom. And he's kind of he's being super calm this whole time. <laughs> and, and he it just seems goes, like a okay. lot. Seems and, like a lot. And he was doing something with a shovel earlier, and he has a shovel. Picks up the, the shovel. shovel's in the kitchen. He goes, oh, uh, what did you, something, he's asked her a question. I can't remember what the question is he asked her, but he asked her some question, and then she's like, well, you know, this and that, and he just bangs her on the head with the shovel, and it yeah. makes this boom, and he kills her with the shovel. It's, it's, a really, end. it's a really cool shot, too, because it yeah. looks like they don't cut away from this old woman's head, and then it, it yeah. really looks like he's hitting an old woman in the back of the head with a shovel. We had to rewind it and watch it several times to it's like, so figure good. out how they did it's it. It's this great overhead shot. It's this great, like, yeah. I mean, Richard Franklin is great. He's got like a lot of dynamic, like cool shots in this movie. Yeah. So it's like it's a very it's a very good movie. Of, of all the, we're gonna talk about two very well mediocre movies. We're gonna talk about mediocre to very bad, bad movies. movies after this. But this one, I can't stress enough that Psycho Two is good. It's very it's, good. Surprisingly like, it's good. Worth, it's worth checking out. It cares about the character and like it and it like turns him and then it like essentially it very it ends at the end yeah. of the movie. He's like on the hill with the house and he's he's psych- back. He's, he's psycho, psycho again. again. Yeah. And like so it's a. Uh, it's a, back, baby. It's a movie. It's he sort screams of, that. It's sort of a movie about how society can't like yeah. handle this it doesn't guy. Let him. It doesn't let him. Because he's and he doesn't kill anybody until the old lady at the end yeah. who says she's his mom and he's like, I guess I gotta kill you then. Yep. You know, fuck. Also, uh, he's here just I am. at it at that point. He's yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole fucking town has been against him yeah. with a I'm few a, exceptions. I don't know how Anthony Perkins. I, th- I mean, he kept coming back for these and he directed part three. I don't know how he felt about the Norman Bates character. I feel like it probably. I think one of the those way that he directed part three maybe tells us a little something yeah. about how he feels about it. <laughs> but I mean, I just say that he like, you know, just how it, what it did for his career or what oh, it didn't yeah, do for his it career. Because it both made his career and was the extent of his career. Right. And he and he's good and he's very good in other movies too. But like he's, I mean, he's, he's good in all of these sequels too. He's clearly like... What, get good at playing this Norman Bates character, whether or not he likes it. Yeah, you know he's like you're like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first time we watched this movie many many years ago. Yeah, a bunch of us sat in my in my in our well we, we were living together at the time and uh-huh. we were in, upstairs in my room watching this movie and we were having a good time. We we're like this is pretty good, right? Yeah. And then he hits her with the shuffle. <laughs> yeah. and we went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we rewound it a couple times. Like you were yeah. just saying too. We we're it's, like it's hold, quite on. <laughs> hold on, something. Hold on. Uh, yeah, and it was because Quentin Tarantino had recommended it from his 
Quentin Tarantino festival, his QT fest he used to do. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, and so we were watching all those movies because we can find them all at Scarecrow Video here. And uh, we got Psycho 2. I'm like, oh, Psycho 2. And it was like this. It was it was one of the best of the bunch that we watched. It was it's a it's a genuinely solid movie. It's got like lots of it does have lots of twists and stuff in it. Yeah, maybe um, too many twists. I mean, there's a lot coming. Yeah, at but you. I mean, like, yeah, but kinda, if fun. you're gonna make a sequel to Psycho, yeah, fucking Psycho, go. There. Yeah, that first one is already pretty, pretty bananas. And there's no way of, that this is gonna be anywhere near as good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So look, let's make a. Let's at least have fun with it. And when I kind of, it's got a great point of view. Like yeah. it's, you know. It's not just like, well, Norman's killing people again. Uh-huh. Right. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to get to that in part yeah, three. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, this. I think that this, this gets summer, a Norman lot of credit. Norman Bates is back on his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it Psycho, Psycho, Psycho. Um, <laughs> Too many psychos. Yeah, all right. But, uh, but yeah. But anyway, I genuinely uh, dig Psycho too. I think it's a. I think it's a solid movie. I it's, agree. Uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a. It's worth putting next to Psycho. Of all the ones we're going to talk about today, this is the only one I would feel like you could put that next to Psycho and go, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I don't think it's as good because... Le- no, but it is legitimately good. Yeah. And and I'm going to... like we'll, we'll talk about Psycho 3. I like Psycho 3 more, but Psycho 3 <laughs> is not a good movie. No. I'm not going to be making that case. This movie... This is a movie that is nuanced and, and cares about relatively, its characters. Yeah. Relatively so. I mean, it's hysterical and weird, but so is the first one. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a good sequel. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's do some ratings then. I'm going to give this three and a half Judds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like maybe a Douglas just because it's like, right. you it, know, this, the kids having sex in the basement. Also, I think Meg Tilly's really hot. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, 10 out of 10 shovelings. <laughs> uh, I give it three, um, three Judds. It's just very, it's just very solid. Um, so not not particularly inspiring for me, but very, very solid and, and surprisingly good for a sequel. A weird, a weird concept for a sequel to a very classic movie. No. Um, yeah, one one Douglas, not particularly sleazy. That that will all change with Psycho Three. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, Meg Tilly, God bless her. Probably for a five year period of time, the most attractive person on the planet. Uh, I would yeah. say just every time Meg Tilly turns up in something around this time, we're just like Jesus, like, oh Christ. Meg Tilly, yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it, um, I'm gonna give it five knives going into Robert Losha. <laughs> well, he goes, ah, Billy, <laughs> orange juice. What about my juice? <laughs> They're preparing to fire their primary weapon. <laughs> What do you got, Kev? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna also give it three and a half Juds. I just I kind of love this movie. This is the only one of these uh, that we're doing today that I'm gonna probably watch again yeah. at some point. I've watched this a couple times and I'm like watching it the other. I'm like, this is really good. good. This is good. I, I could watch. I, could I was see afraid myself. it wasn't gonna hold up because no, I hadn't seen it since the time it we did. watched it together. It did. Yeah, like, me no, neither. This is actually so yeah, pretty fucking so good. Three and a half. Three and a half Juds. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. It's you know it's psycho. So it's it's sleazy in some ways you know you gotta give a you gotta give a little extra to uh for dennis franz just being in it just being in it yeah, good point <laughs> and good he, point you know you, you just see the back of the background in the background in his office and he's t- turned the office it's just por- photos of porn on there and stuff <laughs> just radiates yeah. so, so i'm gonna give it two i mean again again we're gonna get in some real good sleaze yeah next uh but uh and then i'm gonna give it um uh 10 out of 10 Norma Bates costumes hidden in the basement. Mm, Fair enough. I don't know. All right. Now for something completely different. (laughs) 
Norman Bates has finally got his act together. I'm going. I won't be out late. Mother? After being locked up for 22 years, Norman finally has a reason to celebrate. What shall we toast to this time? Happiness. After 22 years of being a bad boy, Norman Bates has finally become the kind of son that makes a mother proud. He runs a respectable business. He's met a nice girl that he likes. If only he could forget about the past. It's never really past. It stays with me all the time. And no matter how hard I try, I... I can't really escape. Yeah. Directed by the guy who plays Norman Bates himself. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to take this uh, source material very serious at all. No. No, no he does not. <laughs> well, he doesn't take it seriously. Yeah. He just wanted to make a slasher movie. Yep. He'd, he'd like, just seen a couple I mean, slasher movies. I mean, definitely feels like, uh, hey, Norman, or hey, Anthony Perkins, we want to make Psycho 3. And he's like, tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> I got one condition for it. I get to direct <laughs> I get to direct it. And they were like, whoa, mm. how fucking gross and sleazy could it be? Well, it worked for Superman 4. <laughs> <laughs> and Superman 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love it. I mean, it's it's wild and, <laughs> and ridiculous and colorful yeah. and ambitious in its way, but it's not a good movie. That, I, would, I would be incorrect to it's call just, it a good movie. This is the kind of... It, Psycho 3 is what you would have expected Psycho, Psycho 2, 2 to be. Yes. Psycho 2 actually did a thing with the story and went like, what if we actually told a, a good story with this too? Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's going to be killings. There'll be some killings, but we're going to do a thing with it. Okay, go ahead and do that. And then Psycho 3 is like the thing where you, the, you see the suits going like, well, what if like, uh, you know, these Jason movies are big and yes. that Freddy guy. What yeah. if Norman Bates just fucking murdered people for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then we get some tits in there. We get Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey's a skilled fucking scumbag rapist. He murders, people can't get enough Jeff Fahey. He murders almost as many people in this movie as he had murdered before he was the, incarcerated. Before he was incarcerated, which would have been uh, from when he was a teenager until yeah. he went away in, in Psycho. You, you said it, like the, the words that you said earlier, uh, that, that there is a 100% chance that someone producing this movie said, these Jason movies are big. Yeah. They were like, they looked, they glanced at a couple trade magazines and were like, kids seem to like these Jason I mean, movies. What's this? Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Norman Bates. Well, Bates. Psycho 2 is 1983. And this is 86. That's before um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And I think it was after the first Friday the 13th, but this is 86. And so this is well, this is, this like, is like into the heyday deep, of the slasher. Deep into the slasher sequels yeah. and the yes. slasher. So this is just, this movie is like just a slasher film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's, pretty, I mean, I would, I would argue that it's more fun than a lot of those movies. But it's pretty fun. But. And it's got a lot of weird shit in it. Like all this, re- <laughs> yeah. all the religious shit. Cause, okay. So it starts with a psycho, with a vertigo riff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that from when you watched it. It starts with a vertigo riff where it's like in this this tower at this, and there's a nun at the top who's going to jump. Oh, yeah. And yeah. these other nuns are going, don't jump, don't jump. And she's like, I'm going to kill myself. God doesn't love me or something. And so, and, then, and she's a cute blonde. Uh, and then she like ends up, these nuns are trying to stop her. She ends up like knocking one of them back down the stair, and she, this other nun falls and dies. Yeah. And so then the nuns are basically like shun this. They're like, get the fuck out She's here. a nun on the run. She's a nun on the run. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah. So she's so she's leaving, and then she, it's so it's, before we see Norman Bates, we're with this woman for a while. Who's this nun who's been shunned by her her fellow uh, brethren? Brethren? What do they call them? Uh, Sistren. Sistren. Thank you. Uh, 
and she so she's, she's like hitchhiking. She gets picked up by Sleazebag, played by <laughs> played amazingly by fucking Jeff Fahey. A guitar strumming fucking uh, Sleazebag, Jeff fucking Fahey. Fahey. I love Fahey. God bless him. God bless Fahey. He's great. You know in the this. shame is that like uh, I the, like the, my first exposure to Fahey was Lawnmower Man. And for I years, know. I just didn't I fucking fucking Fahey. And now every time I see an old movie or see him in a new movie, I'm like Jeff Fahey is so fucking good. I was so stoked when he popped up on Lost. Oh man, well <laughs> when Jeff Fahey's like. Yeah, now I'm in this move. Now I'm in this show. You're like fucking great, <laughs> great. I love Jeff Fahey. He's so good in this too, being just like a fucking gross a scumbag. Creep. He's having fun with it. He is. If you want to see a good Jeff Fahey movie, Body Parts. Oh yeah, I need to watch <laughs> that, that movie has got its moments. It's fucking uh, great. So so she gets in this. So she gets picked up by this guy Jeff Fahey, who's like some gross, creepy musician who's driving across the desert, and he tries to like. He tries to rape her while she's sleeping in her car, his car at night, and she and she he well, doesn't she, want it. She and, 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 but then he's like, "Oh, I rape. thought you wanted me to rape you." And he kicks, yeah. well, he kicks her out of the car. Goes, yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And then then we follow him, and he ends up going to the, the Bates, Bates Motel, uh-huh. and he's interested in the help wanted sign. Actually, he's interested in he's stealing interested in the cash register. The cash register, although but, there's not a lot of money in there. Yeah. Uh, then he sees. Well, I'm interested. It's a in historically them. unpopular hotel. I'm interested in until this, uh, this movie. Help wanted sign. And he's so he's like, I'm I'm gonna get the I'm, I'm gonna <clears> work <throat> here. And uh, so Norman Bates hires him because he's like, I get. Then we see Norman Bates who's just <laughs> living there, and, and he's like, trying. He's, he's basically successfully covered up the murder of his mother. Yeah, he. Yeah, nobody. And nobody knows what happened to her. There's all. Oh, I guess there's a scene before where Norman Bates is like crazy again, and he's like, he's like sewing bird. He's doing yeah. his. Uh, he's doing his taxidermy. He's doing again. his taxidermy, and there's like an article that's like this woman missing, and it's the uh-huh. you know the woman Spool. Her name is something Spool, yeah. and she's that's his 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 real mom. Although allegedly later we find out maybe, maybe not, not his real mom. Jesus. Because he's because they have to twist it again. Yeah. Um, it can't just be a mom an issue with his and mom. And there's a shifty reporter around, poking her nose around. Trying and she to, is poking around, and she's not only poking around, but she's like being real. Sh- she's she like real really shitty. hates Norman. She's like coming after him. It's like they wanted to do the thing with the Vera Miles character yeah. in the second one again, but they didn't have like a good. They were like, well, we don't have a character who has a righteous cause, so yeah. they had this like reporter. You gotta have a like, woman poking around. How can you let Norman? He, she's like it's mad. It seems like they're trying to actually have like another mystery. Like, is he really killing people? It's like, yeah, he is. We, I mean, we know and it. then and then he just starts killing. He just starts killing people. Yeah, yeah. at a certain, but it's like it's but like they're usually assholes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, right? He's, he's more like, like punk. It's like kids Hannibal Lectory, where he's like yeah. killing the rude. Uh, so Jeff A is working at the motel. Um, then well, I can't remember exactly, but it was like he just people start showing up and hey, there's a scene where he's like he's in the hotel room with a naked lady and the, and then the he main, like kicks like, the lady out of his hotel oh yeah that's real and sleazy she's, she's just constantly naked killed in the phone booth in a scene that's clearly trying to replicate the uh, the shower uh, yeah stab absolutely scene. I quite enjoyed that one because let me tell you this it's a fun scene does it approach the mastery of the shower scene it does not. Oh, and this lady. The, the, oh, because it. But before Anthony that, though. Perkins directed before it. that, though, that's what I forgot. Is that then? Like, so Jeff Fahey's working there, and then this lady who was the nun who ki- he kicked out of his car. Right. She, yeah. ends she shows up. The, up. Yeah. She, she. Her name is Maureen, Maureen Coyle. Coyle. MC. 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 Uh, if you guys remember, she's your psycho. 
you'll remember that Marion Crane Whoa. was the name of uh, Janet Leigh in that movie. So, so he, Norman sees the MC on there. He sees this blonde lady. He's getting flashbacks of that. Going crazy. So he's go. So he's kind of not been psycho. He's been psycho. He killed his mom, but he's like, I'm psycho again. But he's been holding it at bay, and that's goes, kind of what pushes him over the edge. But he goes to kill her. Yeah, and sees that she's attempted suicide, and she's so she's in the bathtub with blood full of it, and but the. So he sees she's attempted suicide. He's dressed as his mother, mm-hmm. and and he's got the knife. And what she sees, because she's like, her vision is yeah, she's fading. She sees like the, the Virgin, Virgin Mary. Mary. <laughs> There's all this weird religious. Shit. <laughs> so this woman sees the Virgin Mary standing over her, and she's like, and so later she's like, the angel, this angel saved me, and it was Norman who found me, and that was who I saw. But I saw the Virgin Mary who came down and said, no, you're, that's not your time or whatever. So yep. he takes her to the hospital, and he saves her, and they kind of and start they to fall, fall in love. love. It is a romance. And then it goes to like Meanwhile, Jeff Fahey. Meanwhile, Perkins is like, probably like 40 years older than this lady. But in the course of all this, it's like Jeff Fahey like hooks up with that girl and kicks her out of the room, and uh-huh. she gets killed in the phone booth. And then... Uh, yeah, people are getting killed. The way that they dispense these kills, too, is just pure slasher movie. Too. Oh, it's, it's just go- it's very gory. random, and, and it's super gory. It's just gore, and it's like it's, and it's exactly like, drunk, like out of a, it's like drunk teens or something too that like show up. And but it's like, like we're all, rowdy and we're partying. It's all very gross and sleazy too. It's all T and A. It's like she's yeah. naked. She's like naked when she's getting killed and yeah, stuff. Yeah, butt naked. It's great. Too. It's just like I, I just love that Anthony Perkins directed. He's like, this is how you should have fuck. This is how you make a fucking psycho <laughs> <I> movie. <know. laughs> this is what I always saw. <laughs> my my. Signature, the signature thing of my life is being just trashy garbage. Also, I I've, also I felt like it's uh, it seems like I mean everybody in this movie is amped up, but like Norman seems like he's fucking on coke. Yeah. Like the whole, he's just like he seems so coked out of his mind. And like, I like I like that Anthony Perkins thinks that that's like how the character like he watches Psycho and goes like this guy's like this all the time. He's talking, he's <laughs> yeah. constantly talking, he's talking very fast and he's he's, just, he's a fucking psycho. You know how psychos are? They're all bug eyed and crazy like in cartoons. <laughs> what are you doing? And yeah, all he, the other, and all the other characters in the movie should also act like that. It's like it's like everybody's acting like uh like in like that Boogie Nights scene where where you be my, are you my mom? Are you my mom? Just, you just, just say your mom. Just say your mom. Everybody doing that all the time in this movie i just like that that uh the like he keeps killing just these like random people that come through yeah, yeah. like if they're just getting like served the, up. the people that come by for they want to go to a football game they're all going to a football game and then he kills like this and they're one. like and they're rowdy he kills yeah. this one girl who's in the bathroom yeah he kills her he kills her name's patsy he kills patsy mm-hmm. puts her in the ice chest mm-hmm. by the way the way we, the woman who plays patsy is Cat Shea, who directed Poison, Poison Ivy, Ivy, that we're going to cover on the next oh, podcast. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, and he kills another dude, you know, dumps their car. He's, yep. At this point, has he killed uh, Jeff Fahey with the guitar? Uh, no, he does that later because Jeff Fahey... Jeff Fahey sticks around and surprises him. Jeff Fahey sets him up because Jeff Fahey uh, finds out about his his real mom, and yeah. he finds his real mom's mummified remains in there, and he's All like, right, he's yeah. like, or should I say, mummy? And the, there's this great scene where <laughs> yeah. where Anthony Perkins comes into his room, and it's all this red light, and he's playing, and he's playing like an old tune about a about a mom, like an old country tune about a, about moms, about mothers to him, and he's like, <laughs> and he's really trying to trying to like blackmail <laughs> poor Norman mm-hmm. who's also still in this movie even though Norman is actually murdering people constantly in this movie is still treated a little like he is in Psycho 2 it's less like, sympathetic like, and more just like this is our guy huh yeah but he's also like you're also like it's clearly like become the slasher 
movie kind of character at this point because like it's where you know how like Freddy at a certain point Freddy becomes the character you want to win <laughs> you know where you're like I don't want <laughs> right. you, you're like which is, which is how it is with Norman where you're like well he's a he's a murderer but like I want him to kill Jeff Fahey because <laughs> right. that guy's a dick in yeah. Psycho 2 you don't want him to kill again because you want him to get better because exactly. you care about the character in this one you're like I hope he slashes I that fucker I, I feel like they make some 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 stabs in that direction uh, you know like he falls in love with this woman with yeah. Diana Scarlett yeah, she character. offers him an opportunity and, and then she dies rather tragically she dies in the she dies in the stairway yeah she falls down the stairs and is stabbed in the back of the head Ugh. by a Cupid uh, Cupid's statue. Arrow. Oh yeah, <laughs> symbolism. It's, uh, it's so funny because uh, well, and that's after they bone. What's that Ken Russell movie he's in with uh, with Kathleen Turner? Uh, uh, Crimes, Crimes of Passion. Passion. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a weird, lurid, crazy a movie. Good movie. But Anthony Perkins is great in it. But uh, the, he, you can cl- clearly he learned. Clearly, you can see. see he's gone a little Grand Guignol kind of learned, macabre. Just because, like, just like all the religious symbolism and the the Cupid's arrow in the back of the head and shit is all like yeah. it's real on the on its sleeve. But yeah. it's but it's fucking cool. Grand Guignol, yeah, it's a good way of putting this movie. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's filled with blood. It's a little and, operatic. And you know what it reminded operatic. me of was uh, Hannibal, not the yeah. show. But the Ridley Scott movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is, like, which you is can a, see that you're kind of going for something big and broad and a little operatic. It doesn't work. Nope. No. <laughs> but, uh, wow. I think that this works better than Hannibal. Well, just oh, yeah. At the point... It's also at the, 90 minutes. <laughs> at the point when they'd made this, like, no, there, nobody's... He's not... Like, this movie's not even trying to not be just sort of a the sleaze right. fest that people want it to be. Yeah, with, right. like Hannibal was like more it. pretentious. Right. That's why yeah. I like it. But, um, you know, like, it's like, it's, you, you can imagine a scene where somebody's, like, eating Ray Liotta's brains in this movie. So, <laughs> so Norman Norman's killing all these people. Um, how does he fucking get caught? I don't even remember. I just watched this, like, Well, the rep- it's the reporter. The reporter goes into the basement. Right. And she finds the, she finds the mom, and then she's, she's like, right, And then right, the mom, right. like, well, mother orders Norman to kill her. Right. But uh, he attacks he attacks mother he attacks instead. Mother he starts instead. chopping up yeah, the yeah. body and, yeah, he and Norman gets captured. And actually, the ending is kind of a, is like kind of almost like, like well, the sheriff is cyclical. like, well, I guess you're going back. to Well, the, the sheriff uh, who was in Psycho Two and this one and who's yeah. been very sympathetic to Norman was like, I can't. He was he's yeah, seems, he feels bad. He yeah. seems genuinely upset that Norman like murdered all these people again. And, oh, there's a great scene earlier too where he's buried the one girl. Yeah, in the, in the ice box. In the ice box, and the sheriff is like, well, there's nobody it's so hot out he here today. He's like, he's like, great. He's like digging in the icebox and Norman's like and she's in there and he, he her hand is just barely exposed and there's blood and he keeps like pulling ice out of there and eating it it's and, so and actually he gets a bloody cube and it's like dripping cube. out of yep. his mouth he doesn't Anthony Perkins is doing this buggy eyed like, yeah. like the, real muggy and the other like three people he's talking to don't seem to notice no nope. <sighs> it's really stupid it's fun though it's really fun I think it's very but, fun but at the end Norman stupid as Norman hell. gets caught again um, and he's going away and he goes and he's I'll and be free. He's like, I'm, free. I'm, he's the, 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 yeah, the sheriff's like, why'd you do like it, Norman? Really why'd you do it mom. again? You really, you know, you'll, you know, he goes, he goes, well, you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life or whatever. You're going to be in, you know, nut house for the rest of your life. And he goes, but I'll, but I'm free. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's a, tragic. It's kind a of a bit. good ending to those two movies, to yeah. Psycho 2 and 3, because it's like, except is he free though? Well, well no, because then he, he has a, he has a mummified <laughs> hand of his mom that he somehow snuck out of there and he's <laughs> stroking it. And he's stroking it. 
stroking her stroking, hands. And then there's a and it's then the hand it, like, that's rocking a cradle. And it fades, <laughs> and it fades out the like back because he's in a cop car, and then the backdrop fades out, and it's just a spotlight on Norman. It's just like the then, end of the last of the first movie, it, a little it bit. Fades and, out, yeah, yeah. So it's so you know, I mean. Andy Perkins clearly like is having a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he. I just I thought it was interesting that he clearly didn't take this this material no. as seriously as as you might. And, think. But it's also not a vanity project. You no. know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm gonna make a real movie out of this. Yeah, you know? and I mean, I I mean to say he's like sounds like he's coked out of his mind. I don't know that Anthony Perkins was coked out of his mind when he made this, but it's certainly a choice. I sure hope so. <laughs> he certainly wouldn't have been. You know, wouldn't have been unusual. No, but it was for a director in 1986 making a horror movie to <laughs> yeah. be coked out of. His Right, uh, but it's it's uh, I don't know. There's not a whole lot more to say about it. It's pretty straightforward slasher. Fl- he keeps dumping the bodies in the swamp again, <laughs> same as he did before. I think he like he jumps. In, he's driving in that he like is driving over there, and Jeff Fahey isn't dead, quite dead, and he like slams on the gas, and then they they both go under there, and he like ends up having to drown Jeff Fahey, and he has to swim out of the the reeds and there's like a dead body he sees there and he gets oh he's freaked out it's you know it's all very it's all very over the top it's well photographed yeah it's got a good carter burwell score and uh i was gonna get to that if anybody listening go on youtube and look up there's <laughs> there's a single from this that uh what's carter, it called scream for love Footloose. yeah that, that carter burwell wrote for this and if you go Stream on YouTube, love. if you go on youtube uh I, well last i checked there was a clip from mtv at the time Hosted that's introed. It's introed if by. If we can find it, we should put it on our it's, Facebook. Page. Yeah, we're gonna put it up, but it's introed by Anthony Perkins. Oh so my So Anthony Perkins God. in 1986 on MTV, basically being like, "Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow, Hello kids. fellow kids. I want my MTV. Do you want your MTV <laughs> as well?" So, and he directed. Norman the, Bates wants his MTV too. And he also. Do you guys like listening to that rock <laughs> crap? <laughs> That the fucking kids listen to? I'm old. But I believe Nor I believe Anthony Perkins also directed the music video. So everybody Sweet. go everybody go God look almighty. that up. It's fucking it's Im- it's important. Sold. It's Sounds important good. research. Um so yeah. So Psycho three. Psycho, Psycho three. Psycho three. Ratings. Three Judds. Hmm? Sounds about right. Uh two and a half to three Douglases. The, the the whole telephone booth lady thing is like a, and then something. Jeff A he's repellent Dennis Franz well, Dennis Franz uh, oh wait no he's in the second one, he's uh, in the second one. one. that's gonna you be know, happening this whole time yeah, we, we all wish Dennis Franz was in everything um, and I'm gonna give it uh, 10 out of 10 uh, bloody ice cubes yeah uh, I give it at three and a half Judds. I I thought this was really fun. I mean, it's trash. <laughs> those uh, those first, particularly the first one, but even the second one, have a little bit of patina of respectability Ooh, to patina. them. Patina. That's right. Uh, but this one it discards all of that. It's just a trashy slasher movie that happens to be using a popular um, yeah. source material. It's, I think it's an exceptionally technically well crafted cheap slasher it, it's movie. It's all it's what I love those kinds of movies, yeah. and it looks great. It has a, some something of a budget. It's all the trash. gore effects are great. It's trash in a different way than like the original Psycho. Yeah, was. yeah. Like, I, the original Psycho is like a certain type of trash made by Alfred Hitchcock, and this is like. This but, is like but 80s I feel trash. like it's like it's tempting to kind of venerate the original as like a classy film now because it's such a classic right, because it's right. so uh, like such an iconic piece of work. I think what I'm saying is why I like it, it so intended, much. Right. Is that, but that's not what it was intended to be, and this doesn't not yeah. live up to the standard of Psycho because it's a piece of shit. Absolutely, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 my kind of movie, and I really like 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 watching Psycho two. My reaction was kind of like, oh, this is surprisingly good. Watching this one, I was like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> it's I almost as if it. Psycho is actually like kind of leaning on the reputation of the original and this one is like you know we're not gonna do that yeah 
Oh yeah, you know. And, and, well, this was made by somebody who maybe has contempt for psychedelics. Yeah, maybe. Who, who, maybe. And, and if he does, he's earned it. Like he's like, I want to do he, something exactly. that's my own thing. Whereas the Absolutely. second one was made by a guy who clearly is reveres like, it, reveres psycho. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm giving it three and a half. Douglas's. I felt like it was sleazy as shit. Yeah. It was just like tons of nudity and it's just it's scummy just, and slimy. Yeah. I love it, and uh, I'm gonna give it um, uh, one guitar being bashed over uh, <laughs> Jeff Fahey's head. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three Juds. Three Juds. I think it's good. I like. I liked it. It's fucking. I mean, it's Psycho Three. It's solid. Mm-hmm. Solid three. Solid three Juds for Psycho Three. Um, we get three and a half uh, Douglases. I think this movie is just. Gr- it's like it's grimy. Yeah, it's grimy and gross and like it. It like is. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's sleazy. It's sleazy it's in a lot sl- of it. it. Is Jeff Fahey's character alone is like <laughs> real gross. He's just like, and he's just one of those type of characters where you're like, does anybody like this exist in real life? That's sort of like he he has dreams of being a musician. Also, he's like just a fucking cre- creepy con man. And let's not forget uh, that Norman, Charles Manson. Norman gets his dick wet in this one. That's true. Mm. Do you think he was maybe Gross. based a little I bit on Charlie glad. Manson? You had such a classy way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought we were talking about how sleazy it was. <laughs> yeah, so three and a half. I'm going to say three and a half. And it, it said that on the poster yeah. as well. <laughs> this summer, Norman Bates gets his dick wet. No more baiting for Norman. <laughs> Norman doesn't bait. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it said Norman yuck. doesn't bait, and everyone was like, what? I guess we have to go see the movie to find out what the fuck that means. I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm give it one uh deadly cupid's arrow mm. hell yeah tragically Excellent. deadly cupid's arrow well that's it for the worth watching <laughs> psycho sequels yeah. and i would even say that like i would say like if you watch psycho and you love psycho watch psycho 2 and you'll be like cool good good and then if you're like i, I want more of that more stuff yeah. watch psycho 3 it's a lot of fun but it's not like necessarily good and then stop. Uh, and yep. then, and Psycho then, 4, you then. do not need to watch. No. Psycho 4, The Awakening. The beginning. The end game. <laughs> the end game. Psycho 4, end game. The revenge. Uh, Psycho so, 4, the revenge. I'm going to call it by so many different names. What do we Chron- have? Chronicles of Norman. The Chronicles of Norman. <laughs> In 1960, Alfred Hitchcock created a film that is perhaps the most terrifying thriller of all time. Psycho. Answers to the questions audiences have been asking for over 30 years. Psycho 4, The Beginning. This is Fran Ambrose on KTK, Talk of the Town. I call because the focus of your show tonight is what makes boys kill their mothers. Are you saying you killed your mother? I killed some other women, too. You want to tell us about your mother, uh, how she drove you to become what you became? She'd be sweet one moment and then she'd suddenly turn mean. The Norman Bates invasion. Mm. <laughs> what do we have to say about Psycho 4, guys? It sucks! Psycho 4, the Winter Soldier, is terrible. <laughs> it was made for cable, I believe. Showtime? No, yes. uh, it, 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 it's been Showtime because it's not it's not made for TV. For no, sure. there's it's, swearing and stuff. Oh, there's Still nudity R-rated. too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely R rated. It's it's made by uh, Mick Garris by TV. Uh, yeah, I I, I I will full disclosure. I do love Mick Garris's uh, Stephen King current, adapter current, current extraordinary podcast. Uh, 
postmortem. He's a he's a guy who knows what he's talking about when it comes to horror, but uh, not a great um, not, not a great filmmaker in this not case. Not a great director. Well. Yeah, I would say that like most of his, he does those Stephen King. He did a lot of the Stephen King. Hey, the Stand is the, fun. The Stand, The Shining, uh, also Critters too. Yeah. It's Easter today, so uh, a little shout out to the best Easter movie, maybe the only Easter movie I can think of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Critters two, only Easter horror movie anyway. <laughs> uh, Psycho four. You know, I found this movie kind of interesting at first, and then it kind of like just lost me right because it starts off in a CCH Pounder. As right, she's a like a radio radio host. host, and she's hosting a show with a doctor and another guy who's also a mother murderer. So she's hosting it with like a psychiatrist and a guy who's killed his mother. So they're doing this this radio show about that. Then that guy has to go home. <laughs> the the killer can <laughs> they do that? They say he has to go home. It's he has a curfew. But would you stick around, doctor? And he's like, sure. And then they get a call from a caller, an anonymous caller who's calling himself Ed. And who could who it is be? It? It's Norman Bates, who isn't in the nut house. He's just in a home. He's just in a regular house, it looks like, in a kitchen of a regular house on the phone, uh, calling into this uh, radio show the CCH Pounder is hosting. And uh, he keeps talking about, well, I'm a mother murderer. And they go, oh, this is this is very fascinating. And he keeps talking about talking about it. And they slowly realize, oh, he's Norman Bates. It's Norman Bates. While he's talking about it, it st- starts showing flashbacks. So it's this is basically telling, filling in all the blanks. Yeah. This is sort of prequeling. The Psycho Reloaded. Yeah, it's it's uh, episode one-ing uh, yeah. Psycho. <laughs> psycho the Phantom Menace. Because it's like, it's doing that thing that those prequels do that we all hate, I think, besides other stuff to hate about those Star Wars prequels, is that like they're, f- and even what I hate about like movies like Rogue One, which is arguably right. a better movie than those, is that it's filling in blanks and we don't need, we don't filled, need in. filled in. Oh, you know, those people, a bunch of people stole desperately. Do we need that? We should have a whole movie about that. No, I don't know if we need that. I had, I had come to understand during watching the Psycho movies, and even just from watching the first Psycho, that, uh, that at some point, Norman Bates may have murdered his mother. <laughs> Yeah, and it turns out you find out in in Psycho Four Infinity War you find out that lo and behold he did. He did. Oh, and you I, also you also have the idea that maybe he had a a weird and troubling relationship with his mother. Yeah, and you yeah. watch this. I wasn't so yes. sure about that, but this really cleared it up you for me. Do and also, find uh, out. at the end of Psycho Three, I think we forgot to say this. It turns out that the lady who said, who said she was, she was his, mom, his mother is not was really his mother. Is not actually his mom. His mom was always his, his mom. mom. Was always his mom. So, sorry, that's imp- okay. that's fucking important. I forgot about that. Part. Right. So that's important because then he's just in this one. He's just talking about his mom, and in flashback, he's, he's played, played by, by Henry Thomas. Et's Henry Thomas. That's the the only inter- really the only interesting thing about this movie was just seeing Henry Thomas like wearing the dress and like and being psycho. Being psycho. I was like, well, yeah, that's that's unusual. Um, but it's it's all it's all bookend by Norman Bates in this call-in show and he's expl- he's telling the story of and this is very clearly like a thing where they probably had Perkins for one day yeah. two days because uh-huh. he's only ever you until the very end of the movie you only see him by himself on a dark set like it's probably got two walls it's like a kitchen yeah it's like the a, it's a very nice kitchen he's he's living it's well very, appointed well, he's, very, he's, yeah. he is a fiance who's a who's one of the nurses at the nut house that mm. like uh, that That's like right. he fell he fell in love with um, that'll be important at the end of the the movie. 
Excuse me. Got out of he got out of jail again. You know? mm-hmm. This these you, you could look at these uh, psycho sequels as being uh, a story about white privilege. I would <laughs> because say, boy oh boy yeah. he just kills and kills and kills and they're like we really want him to do good. I would say that send him back out there. We're, yeah. hope, we're all hoping for you, Norman. Please don't kill any more people. I would say that after at the Psycho Two, like I, the argument is pretty solid. Like yeah, let this guy out, and it's like you know they're they're like he's been re- rehabilitated and do that. After Psycho Three, like just he, <laughs> he just, got out and killed. Him. He just killed a lot of people yeah. in that movie. Uh, just don't. He's killed. Don't in let the him teens. out again. He's yeah, I don't know why like, they let him out. Do they explain why they let him out? Yeah, but I don't fucking remember. Yeah. It was it, my uh, doctor told me they were making another Psycho movie, yeah. and I needed to be out. <laughs> uh, otherwise, they couldn't do it. Uh, my Norman Bates impression. So Norman apparently. Bates is doing his whole flashback of the first time this this like this hot girl tries to come on to him and he's he's repressed and then he's he this is after he's murdered his mother the mood's sort of told out of order it's like like not the worst idea for a prequel kind of thing to tell this it's just not very good yeah. also it's just like kind of it's a bad, uninspired and yeah. it looks cheap yeah it just it's feels shot kind of kind yeah of crummy yeah so it's sort of like just not a good i mean it's obviously got a low budget right and they did what they could yeah um but uh but yeah, so he's killed his mom, and then the girl is like, who's very horny and very like wanting to fuck this guy who kind of maybe doesn't want to fuck anybody. Right. Uh, she like sneaks into the house, and she's being very, you know, uh, catty about. Oh, I'm going to sneak into this house, and she sees his mom's mummy in her in the his dead mom's mummified corpse in the bed, and freaks out, and then Norman kills her. Uh, so that's the first kill we see, but yeah. then later we see that he killed his his, killed mom, his mom and her boy for shitty and boyfriend. Her boyfriend. She poisoned but, them. He poisoned them. Well, with in, rat in, poison, in, yes. in Psycho, that's what happened. Is that she says like, "Well, he poisoned." It looks like he poisoned his. Uh, the mom had been dad had been poisoned, and or yeah. the boyfriend had been poisoned, and then the mom also like killed herself. So I think they thought it was a suicide thing. Yeah, where she killed herself, but it turns right. out it was Norman had killed his the boyfriend and then the mom mm-hmm. and then he dug up the mom's corpse and then put it in their room and you know in psycho 2 there's a part where they have to go back to the graveyard again because norman is like my mom's out there and they dig up the corpse nope her corpse is in the grave this time <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, but uh but this one yeah he just keeps so so it's just it's essentially just like uh knocking off the like kills but then until you get to the number seven although strangely at the end of the movie, when all the ghosts of the corpses he killed are haunting him, like they're all like coming after him. Uh, that's a that's a really stupid stupid scene, <laughs> right? By the way. But but strangely, in that one, the, in, is it's uh, like the ending abs- of Match Point. Absent, <laughs> absent from that is uh, maybe is, you shouldn't have committed this murder. Is all of the people from Psycho Three? Yeah, and uh, most importantly, Marion Crane, yeah, not there. Who is like the crux of psycho three yeah. is what sets him off being a uh, murderer again. No, he's that he remembers about that killing now. her. Yeah. So this is, because this is like what, like 10 years later or something. <laughs> the whole thing is very like, it's very opportunistic and, and empty and corny. And it just, it just feels very unnecessary, even though the other two 
are arguably just as unnecessary. Psycho nice. Three is Psycho Three feels very unnecessary, but was but is fun. At least they at least they managed to do something, and you know, like there's a story that goes through those movies, yeah. and this is just this just feels completely extraneous, really opportunistic, and just <clears throat> corny. Young Norman's relationship, like troubled relationship with his sexy mom Olivia Hussey, <laughs> is Olivia like, Hussey. It's Olivia like, Hussey. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not fun. Yeah, there's nothing fun about watching it. Like that's the there's something fun the or that interesting would, about it. Yeah, like it's if the, it's not fun, at least to have it be sad. She or, keeps yelling at him for getting yeah. boners and stuff. It's so that's like, oh, wow. Whole, so uh, the whole it was movie. it was a bad relationship. It yeah. was about boners. Oh, like they told like they told me. Yeah, and sure enough. And but then she, at the know. end, he burns the house down and. Well, so yeah, so then he, so then his, he's like on the phone with these people, and they're figuring out these Norman Bates, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's Norman Bates!" I don't know what for what reason there, but anyway, he ends up going back to the Bates house. Is CCH Pounder the radio? I thought he, yeah, I thought he was at the base house the whole time. No, he's just at his, he's just at his house. At his house. Then he okay. goes to there, and then his wife or wife to be or whatever meets him there, and then he's like going psycho, and he's like gonna kill her, and she's like, no, don't kill me, you love me, and then and then she's pregnant. And, he doesn't want to have like another killer. right. He doesn't want to have another psycho yeah. baby and uh, psycho baby. <laughs> Guess Sorry, Jesus say. Christ. <laughs> Psycho four. Guess Guess say. Psycho baby. Good night. So anyway, he goes. He goes home to his to his his old his old house, the Bates house, and he's he was gonna. He's like kind of going psycho, and he's gonna maybe kill his wife to be who's pregnant, and he doesn't want to have another psycho baby. And then, yep, and then. He starts getting, he's like, there's only one way to, He. she convinces him not to kill her. And he's like, there's only one way to end this. And he decides he's going to burn the house down. Meanwhile, but he's burning the house down. And as he's burning the house down, like different, these women who he's murdered over the years yeah. in this movie, none of the women, none of the people from the other movies. So right. they don't matter. I guess Just the ones from the story he told earlier. Just the ones from, yeah, this particular uh, movie. Cause they, those are obviously the most formative murders. So they haunt him the most. <laughs> Sure, right. Not the one from the movie Psycho. Or the one where he murdered the woman he was, or he accidentally killed the woman he was in love with. No, no, no. no, His 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 supposed real mother. Obviously, we know how movies are made and they weren't able to bring all those actors back. (laughs) Sure, sure. But it is is dumb to sort of like try and sum up a whole series and kind of bring it to this culmination and not like even kind of mentioned I think that they could have those. had like a freeze frame picture of uh, Janet Lee's head like floating around oh, going, that would have been, that been great and though. then someone going I'm I'm Marion Crane and I also don't like that you killed me let me tell you if that had happened it'd be the best part of <laughs> it this movie it would be movie. the best part of the because he'd be like that's something else <laughs> so he burns down the Bates house and he's, he, he escapes these demons and he burns down the Bates house and, and, then, and what's the, the thing at the end with the baby crying what the fuck is that I think it's just that it's supposed to be like, uh oh, another psycho. Uh oh, there might be live free or psych hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the ending of this movie like goes back to uh, Norman Bates from Psycho Two, where you were like, he's a reformed guy and he's okay and stuff. Like it ends, it like treats him at the end of this movie. This movie, by the way, where we've seen him in flashback murdering a bunch of people, <laughs> um, it treats him like he's he's burned down this house and that demons are gone and he's walking arm in arm with his with his uh, wife to be or his wife off down the stairs and the house is burned down behind him <laughs> and you're like and it's treating it like oh thank God Norman finally escaped those demons and you're like but 
He's the bad guy. <laughs> he like, has killed so many so people. So many people. Because in Psycho 2, you're like, he didn't. He hadn't killed in 20-some years. And he, when he came back, people were mean Tragically to him and driven insane again. Exactly. And that's he was, that's and he the was, story of in, that. And in, in Psycho 1, he was just, that was the, he was dealing with all of that exactly. trauma. And in the second one, he was coming to terms with it. Right. And he now was, he's just constantly killing now, people. And then Psycho 3, he just murders like a whole bunch of people. And then... In this one, we're supposed to go at the, oh, well, this is the culmination, and... No, he really was a victim the whole time. He's the victim. He's the victim. He's escaping his demons. And you're like, yeah, but he, well, he still murdered all those people, though, right? And he and, forgot about them. <laughs> I understand that you have mental problems that drive you to do these sorts of things, but you're very bad at overcoming them, Yeah, and you keep on doing it, so <laughs> really seriously, bad. you need to be in jail or yeah. for the rest of your life, because yeah. you've killed... It's 20 people, yeah. if not more. So, yeah, so Psycho 4, the beginning. Um, Psycho 4, the desolation of smog. <laughs> it's Psycho sucks. 4, the last night. It yeah. just sucks. I, th- I feel like we're making it sound somehow even better than it is. Or It's so boring. <laughs> we have to describe the movie. I, I mean, know. You can't, it makes it, we make and it we're sound... such interesting people that us just talking about it, make it makes yeah. it sound gripping. It does. I do love, I do, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh fan of et and i am i am a fan of henry thomas just being crazy in this movie that is the best part of the movie he's it's actually he's wow i think he's i think he's like i don't i think the movie is not good and i think he's not necessarily great in it but he's like he's like giving it his all in this movie i think he's like really like fucking going for it with being he like he's like i'm norman bates so i'm gonna be psycho (laughs) and he is when he's killing people he's fucking crazy you know, and it's fun to watch the kid from ET just slash people to pieces too. <laughs> oh, fucking Henry! We Thomas. all go a little bit crazy sometimes. Penis breath. <laughs> At least it wasn't Joey Mozzarella. <laughs> Call back to the last episode. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right, Psycho Beach. Four, People Zero gets. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Gets That's uh, about right. Gets one Judd. Yeah. Gets uh, one Douglas. Well, there's, 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 there's some nudity and stuff. Nudity there, right? is not enough. I these I no. gauge these things on more than just simple nudity. Okay. It's not sleazy. It's Matt just... is better than that, Travis. <laughs> Matt is on a higher plane than yeah, it's just true. simple nudity. It's true. Whatever Kevin says. Whatever Kevin says. Yeah. Oh, that was a positive one, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not all bad. You're not all bad. Thank you. And, and I'm going to give this... Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 forgotten victims. Yeah. <laughs> if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is a, it is a one Judd. It's like a, it really sucks. And uh, it's not, it's not very, there's not even enough like weird dumb stuff. It's just like a, a guy in a room talking to a radio show and then the kind of like these bland, boring flashbacks and it, it's, it's a, t- it's a chore. <laughs> it's yeah. a chore to get through the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not, and it's not and long it's like either. A, it's like a squat it's 90 minutes. Even, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sure doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Feels like Heaven's Gate, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. There's like, there's some, you know, I will count nudity. I mean, it's something, um, but yeah, it's obviously not like a sleaze fest or anything like that. And I'm gonna give it, um, I'm gonna give it one CCH pounder. Ooh, <laughs> CCH pounder with cheese. Yeah, that's right. I do, I do love me some CCH pounder. I just rewatched uh, Tales from uh, or uh, the Tales from the Crypt uh, Demon Night. Demon Night. Not She's great in that. Which I didn't. Which I remember kind of not liking. And that movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> you can be blasé about some things, but not about Billy Zane. I will not be. Billy Zane is great in that movie. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, one Judd. One Judd. I'm giving it one because it is a whole movie. Um, <laughs> it sure does. It begins and ends. I'm going to give it two Douglases because there is 
there are a couple points where uh, it's um, Norman wrestling with his mom and she talks about his boner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't say you. Nobody says boner, but they are talking about that how is, he... She is talking about how he gets Norman, a boner. Norman, you and your boner! Yeah. <laughs> it's the great she Olivia like, Hussey she like make, she like yeah. makes him... Norman, your boner! It's me, Olivia Hussey! I was Juliet already! <laughs> she makes him go outside in his underpants. She's like, you're gonna walk around in the rain in your underwear because you got a boner. Not and without your keys, you're not! <laughs> Janice Rossi, you are nothing but a whore! Janice Rossi in 3R! 3R, Janice Rossi! Oh. Sorry. Got a whore living in the Bates Motel. <laughs> I'm gonna give Mrs. it... Bates, uh, you have a whore living here! I'm gonna give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm gonna 10 out of 10 uh, Henry Thomas in a dress slashing, slashing ladies' yes. death. The only real reason to watch the it. The only real reason to watch it. If you, if you do decide to watch this movie, if you haven't watched it already, you're listening to this, uh, that's no. that's the only reason to listen to it. To watch it is uh, to uh, to listen to, to this. To listen to this. The only reason to watch it is to uh, is because Henry Thomas is is, pr- is I think is pretty is pretty is pretty great. And he's he's giving it his all. He's it's like having a pretty good time. wild seeing Elliot in a in a dress slashing people, just murdering people. Yeah. Right, um, so one question remains. Mm. Yeah. Relative to the legacy of Psycho, yeah, is this better or worse than the Psycho remake? I would say oh. better. I disagree. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't have a lot of fondness for the Psycho remake, but I found it more watchable watched, than this. I watched both of these back to back last night. Okay, and uh, I'll tell you what, I was I was walking out of the room a lot when this Psycho, Psycho remake, remake was on because I was like, yeah, but you know where that's oof. going. You've seen Psycho. You at least have yeah, that yeah. Excuse. But it was, but you know when I, when Psycho's on, if I was watching Psycho, I would pause it, sure, and then and then hit play when I got back. But I was like. <sighs> I know. I was sighing a lot while I was watching it. <laughs> I was. Uh, have you seen the Psycho remake? Travis? I have not. You have not. Okay. Probably it's a, never. It's will. a baffling decision. It's a bad movie, and I think that like has this sort of. Um, I know. I know smug. some people. I have know some people who have uh, come or, who are like have so trying to reclaim it. A little bit. They're, they're like, it's interesting or whatever. And I don't even think it's interesting. I, don't, I actually watch it and I feel like Gus Van Sant wasn't actually interested in mm, More in like it. Gus Van Camp. Oh, nice. man. Yeah. did it. More like Gus Van Camp. Oh. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Must like, more like <laughs> Gus Van Camp's uh, pork and beans. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, whatever, whatever Kevin says. Yeah, that's right. Gus Van Sant is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> Good. He's not dead. This is where he sleeps. He deserves it. He sleeps in a grave. Yeah, it's weird. Him and, um, him sleeps and Tim Burton. Coffin. Him and Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's like it's like a baffling. It's like one of those things where he he was going off the cloud of uh, Goodwill Hunting, right? Mm-hmm. This was something one like he, that. Yeah, he made right after that, and he was just going like, you know what I want to do with this? I'm going to do this stupid experiment that I had an idea for last night when I was stoned. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember it, when he announced that he was going to make that. People were like, mm, I don't. I don't know and then he still did it and then people watched it and were like nope it sucks it was just like nobody wanted it and he still and he's made he's it. made great movies since then it's not like it's it was so like killed, it just killed him in hollywood for a minute and then he like still went like i'll make finding forrester or whatever but like ah, it's, punch the keys it's so many uh it's so many bad like decisions like uh ann hache is not great in it she's not she's not it's not her fault it's Vigo not her fault. mortensen He's he's actually pretty kind good. of fun. Macy's fun as the Macy's Martin Balsam fun. character. Um, Julianne Moore is terrible in it. 
Just fucking terrible. She shows up in the movie and I'm like, oh no, Julianne Moore is terrible in this. And she hadn't even said a line yet. She just walks into this and I'm like, ew, god damn it. (laughs) I was kind of like mad that it was Julianne Moore. Uh Because I was like, because I like Julianne Moore. Uh, Well, you know who's Vince Terrible is Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is just, he's, I mean, and it's, and again. Always terrible. 12 12 rooms, 12 seconds. He's, ha, 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 ha. Travis thinks he's always terrible. I I think Vince Vaughn, I think there's a Vince Vaughn. He's great in Dragon Cross Concrete. I think he has a place. I think Vince Vaughn has a certain type of character yeah. he can play, and Norman Bates is not and the character. And you're talking about Wedding Crashers in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your favorite <laughs> well, movie. maybe. I don't like Wedding Crashers, but that is like... America's favorite movie, But that movie, is something... That is, that is, I will agree, that is what he does. That is in Vince Vaughn's wheelhouse, and Norman Bates is not. And Travis and I were talking about this before, and I was saying, if you're going to cast one of the guys from fucking Swingers as Norman Bates... Favreau. Favreau. Favreau even does the fucking the answering machine thing in yeah, swingers like the yeah. answering like, machine thing is borderline psycho it's, behavior it's pretty close to just being psycho behavior yeah just cast that guy as this as norman bates he it wouldn't the movie would still be bad that's very because, much in the gus van sant cauldron though right. i'm like well i'm gonna get a bunch of hot people to do this yeah. right and it's just a real handsome like any and, and he just sort of and he well, just but it's also a fucking ugly movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it looks like shit it's very lushly photographed it's very colorful but like Whose brilliant idea was it to load up this movie with like ugly orange fabrics and weird ass patterns? It's like, well, it's in color now, so we got to make it pop. And they also changed the house. So the house looks just like a house instead of like the iconic decrepit. psycho house. That is, that like is a, a deeply mansion. strange you're choice. You're going to do a psycho remake that's shot for shot, which this isn't actually. I mean, it is, but mostly you know, yes. But but yeah. he puts like the cuts in there and then has uh, Norman's a series jer- beaten off, jerking off. You can hear him that's jerking off while he's rid- looking through. Like ridiculous. like before he kills, before he kills, it's either. <laughs> Before he kills Macy or before he kills Marion, uh, uh, it's like it cuts to like roiling storm clouds. That's when she's. It's, no, it's 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 partway through the sh- the shower scene. The shower scene, which by the way, also is another like, edit inside the shower scene is a shot of a. It's through a car windshield. In the yeah. camera's inside the car, yeah. shooting through the windshield. It's raining, so the wipers are going. Yeah, and uh, there's a cow in the middle of the road. <laughs> it's just an insert of that during a murder scene. Yeah, uh, so it's it's such a weird thing to want to do this at all, and I kind of like as much as I'm talking shit on it right now. I kind of admire him for doing it because you're like, who, who would do that? It almost feels like he's um, you. You would talk to him and be like, oh yeah, that was just a huge joke. I mean, that was just a huge joke. I'd pulled on everybody, and I got to do it, and like now everybody's you. still but also still but talking. Yeah, about, and that's fun and all, but also like if you get in the yeah. rarefied position of being able to make a movie with like and do kind of whatever you want to do, and you choose that's to make a do? joke, I disagree with that decision. So I have a feeling it make wasn't a, make it, a I mean, movie joke. I found this more entertaining than Psycho Four. But That's it's not because not it's hard good. to imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I still think it sucks. Uh, yeah, I, it does have one thing that I really I think, loved, which is the very end of the movie. Special thanks to John Woo for his kitchen knife. <laughs> it's in the end credits. John Woo, director of Blackjack. Uh, yeah, great movie. Robert Forster is <laughs> Robert, Robert Forster is, better, is yeah. actually better than the dude Travis was lamenting in uh, yeah. from the original. Because he's still doing a bit of his Jackie Brown thing, where he's but like, he's, "Now you want me to speculate on what Forster, you do?" Robert Forster has a way of talking that is like natural. Yeah. Like he he's not he doesn't feel like he's delivering monologue. You feel like he's telling these people, and he'll go he'll go up and down and go. And you know what else? It's almost like he. He's not giving a monologue, and it's but like, he, it's he's a bit thinking more grave, it. too. It's a bit more like, this is really terrible, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's like mourn it's mournful a little bit. Right. He's great. That's how it. Yeah, then, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how so, it should be. So I mean, I'm not, but and, and I actually do like Macy. <laughs> yeah, 
he's well, pretty Ma- good. Like, like Macy's not doing anything different from what Martin Balsam did. He's just doing Martin Balsam. It's like, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? As of and this as of this date, Bill Macy not in jail yet. Not in jail. It's only a matter of time before they <laughs> stuff him and Felicity Huffman into the same cell. Oh, that'll be Macy good... and bracelets. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's sports, sports night season three. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, Psycho remake. I mean, we just, I just wanted to touch on it yeah. because uh, it's, it's well, we all watched it's it. It's a it's so. a weird piece of shit that um, that like shouldn't exist, but does for some reason. It's kind of cool that it does, but also really stupid that it does because it has it, it serves it like it has it has no purpose at all existing except <laughs> that the simple fact of its existence and, and what it is is like a magnet. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like I gotta, I gotta see what this is. I know, and I feel like that's the only reason they made it. That's it has to be. It has to be the only reason that like a studio would agree to let him make it. You yeah. know, because I don't understand otherwise why they would go. Yeah, go ahead and do that. You Gus know. Van shouldn't. Gus yeah. Van don't. Oh, Gus anyway, Van. So we're not going we're not give rating ratings no. on the uh, on the Psycho remake. We just wanted to uh, throw that in there because we're doing we're talking about all the psychos and uh, mm-hmm. Psycho remains after even after this discussion my favorite Hitchcock movie. Wow, uh, mine's be, Rebecca. It'd be in my top ten. Uh, who's, my, every, my, who's everybody? Vertigo. Rear, rear window. Rear window. Really? Okay. I watched I watched Rear Window three weeks ago, and it's just like mainlining some sort of it's wonderful drug. Hell. It's so fucking fun. Hey guys, you know I may slag off on Hitchcock a lot on this podcast, but we just all named three different Hitchcock movies that are yeah. our favorites. He's pretty good. He's yeah, pretty good. Hitchcock I might like rules. him even less than you, but I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and talk shit on the man. Yeah, I mean, we should have an episode of this podcast where we just talk shit about that motherfucker. Well, he kind of was a garbage human being. He just happened to make some good movies. Did I ever tell you I took a class on Hitchcock in film school, like my like junior year of film school, and the guy who taught the class was like this Harvey Firestein sounding dude. <laughs> like he would always come to to class and he would have like three or four cans of like plain seltzer water that he would drink during the class, <laughs> and he talked like this. He David, sounded like Harvey Firestein. David, and he was telling us about the birds. And he said that some of the birds are gay. <laughs> what? And I've always remembered that. The birds themselves? I don't know what the man meant. And also, I mean, you know, I was still on drinking back then. Uh, but, uh, but still, like, yeah, I'll never forget that. Some of the birds are gay. Okay. I want more information about that. Okay, on, on that note. On that note. On that note, some of the birds are gay. Uh, next time on The Suspense is Killing Us, we're going to be covering... What are we going to be covering? Well, we're hopefully going to be covering The Crush and... Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy and Fear, Fear. with Mark Wahlberg with our good friend Emily Soderbeck. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to do next. That's what we're going to do next. And so stay tuned for that. I haven't seen any of those movies, so I am looking way forward to watching all of those movies. Yeah. And so. before you guys, before we say goodbye, also just to the people who listen to this, uh, thank you for listening to the show. You guys are doing a really good job rating and, and yep. writing reviews on iTunes. Keep doing that. I promise every time that you write a review, even if it's mildly disparaging toward, towards our possible personal hygiene. <laughs> yeah. uh, say whatever you want about Kevin. Say whatever you want about Kevin, because whatever Kevin wants, uh, please, uh, please rate and review you guys are doing great but keep up with that and you know follow all of us on uh, Letterboxd and whatnot. yeah and uh, follow us on Instagram too with the Suspense is Killing Instagram. Us podcast on Instagram Facebook. and uh, Merchandise. go to our, our Spreadshirts uh, shop and you can find uh, the, our awesome logo by Will Long that's on a bunch of a couple different versions of it on a bunch of different uh Shirts and hoodies and totes. And I'm gonna whatnot. get one of those ball caps. I'm gonna get some of that stuff. <laughs> I, I want. Some, I want one of those hoodies. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting one of them for sure. Anyway, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.